A reading from the book of Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. A reading from the letter of Paul to Titus. The grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all, training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions, and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly, while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He it is who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify for himself a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Thanks be to God. Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ, according to you. Glory to you, Lord Christ. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration, and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was of the house, presented of the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in the manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. 
And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorified and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Lord Jesus, what would you have me speak this night about your birth? Make my words and thoughts your words and thoughts to me and through me. Amen. Be seated. I want you to think this morning about the first child born into your family. With the birth of the child, there's much excitement and much planning. Just the right name has to be chosen, the nursery has to be prepared with the perfect crib, changing table, rocking chair, clothes dresser, all matching. And of course, all must be color coordinated and decorated to the nth degree. Doctors must be contacted in pre-birth examinations arranged. Arrangements are made with hospitals for labor and delivery rooms. Baby clothes, receiving blankets, baby food, formula and diapers must be bought. A bag ready for the mother to be taken to, to take to the hospital with new baby essentials and mother essentials. Family members must be contacted about the good news as friends are contacted as well. Questions are asked, will it be a boy, will it be a girl? Have other children in the family been born well? When will the baby be born? Plans are made to get from home to the hospital and back home again after the journey is, is done, after the birth is done. And then, if the baby to be born happens to be a princess or a prince or a king or a queen, royal titles are chosen, great presentation events and banquets are prepared, royal family members and special guests are invited, royal pictures are arranged, dressing and baptismal gowns are chosen, royal gifts are purchased, Services of thanksgiving and great cathedrals are planned. Special music is written. Great outdoor crowds are in attendance, hoping to get a small, single, one-time glimpse of their newborn prince or princess or king or queen. The list can go on and on. Having said these things, do you remember the first morning of your family and those preparations that you made, thinking that nine months would not would be enough time, and then thinking close to the labor and delivery is not enough time at all. I mention these things to remind us of some of the great comparisons in contrast when Jesus was born. For Mary and Joseph, 
His name was given prior to his birth. Shortly after moments of conception or before, he shall be called Jesus, which means God is with him, with us in him. He is Savior. He is King. He is Emmanuel, God with us in him. Joseph and Mary had to travel some distance from their home in Nazareth to Bethlehem. That was Bethlehem was Joseph's birthplace, the city of David. Caesar of Rome had ordered a census to be taken, and everyone had to go back to their home where they were born to be registered. The trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem was some 80 miles. Any of you mothers have to be driven 80 miles to get to the hospital or to the doctor for your firstborn? You've been horrified. We could drive it today in about 90 minutes if we had to go that far. Joseph and Mary probably had to travel the journey for a week or two. A week in the least, two weeks, perhaps more with Mary sometime riding on a donkey and Joseph walking. There were some good Roman roads along the way, but I guess, I guess that they traveled some of the old camel and donkey trails along the River Jordan in order to avoid some of the rough, higher places between Nazareth and Bethlehem. For example, Mount Tabor, just south of Nazareth, is 1,800 feet above sea level. A few miles farther south, halfway between Nazareth and Bethlehem, Mount Ebal and Mount Gerizim rise 3,100 feet above sea level. Those high places would not be easy to travel. So I, I suspect and guess that they traveled along the River Jordan would have been less, much less cumbersome and safer. Incidentally, there were no fast food restaurants along the way, no hotels or motels, except in a few occasional towns, scattered towns. Mary and Joseph were very poor, the poorest of the poor, and probably had to save what little money they had, hopefully to find an inn room in Bethlehem. They probably had some bread, some dried fruit, some dried fish to eat along the way. They probably depended upon Joseph catching some fish or some wild game to cook on site. When they arrived in Bethlehem, we know the story. Mary was very close to delivery. Because of the census crowds, there was no room for them in the end. Probably was a better thing. It would have been crowded and there would be little privacy there. But they were directed by the innkeeper or his wife or someone, directed to a cave outside of the city in which shepherds kept their sheep, cattlemen kept their cattle. It was warm, fairly warm, dry. Perhaps some clean hay had been put out. For her bed, Mary lay on a bed of straw. 
Her pillow, probably their traveling clothes. Jesus' bed was not a beautifully handmade baby bed with all the right color schemes and so forth. It was a feeding trough. Okay. A mere feeding trough. Once born, Jesus was not wrapped in receiving blankets, warm, beautiful, and so forth, but in strips of cloth to hold him tight and keep him safe from the cold. There were no doctors or nurses there to help Mary in attendance to help with the birth. Joseph was there. Men usually had little or nothing to do with uh, the birth process, birthing, as it's called. Perhaps the innkeeper's wife or some other woman from another family who was in a nearby cave was there to help with the birthing. Jesus was born a king, but there was no there were no announcement ceremonies in great cathedrals. The cathedral was an outdoor one, with angel choirs singing and announcing to shepherds that the king had been born to them, for them, in the city of David, Bethlehem. And the shepherds were told to go and find that baby, and they did what they were told. They went to find the one in a manger. Later, later on, perhaps as long as two years later, kings led by a star would bring gifts. Gifts for this king. This gifts for this royal one. Gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Kings born in our time and day will be protected from every conceivable harm. Jesus was protected from harm as well. Joseph was warned in a dream to take Mary and the infant Jesus to Egypt, far away from King Herod, who would have killed anyone, even babies, to keep his throne, his crown, his territories. One of the great things I think we need to remember, the important thing we need to remember, is that God was involved in this birth of Jesus from the beginning to the end and all the way in between. Mary and Joseph didn't know how the things would work out, but they trusted. They trusted that God would provide and God did. And in their giving thanks, they did what was required of them in the law, the commands of God. They took Jesus to the temple and presented him. They took him for circumcision on the eighth day. A reminder of the covenant between God and his people, the relationship between God and his people. Mary and Joseph were poor again. They gave two turtle doves to be sacrificed. It was all they could afford. Perhaps just pennies worth 
maybe two pennies worth. But the offering was good enough, and it was acceptable. Jesus was their firstborn, and in their sacrifice gift of two turtle doves, they were giving Jesus back to God, whose, who was God's very own from the very beginning. Mary and Joseph are reminders to us in our journey along the way to God. Trust in God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. To do so is our good and acceptable gift back to God for his gift to us of Jesus on that first Christ time, that first Christmas. What you all are doing here tonight, and by the way, you get extra credit for coming out in the snow tonight, three times over, what you are doing tonight, what I'm doing tonight, we're saying thank you, God. Thank you, God, for giving us that first Christmas gift, your son. I'm going to close tonight with a poem I wrote earlier this Advent season on one morning, about 4.30 in the morning, when I had one of those sleepless early morning times. My trust is that it takes something of the mystery of this night and what we're about. I call it Night Clear as Crystal. Night Clear as Crystal. A Bethlehem cave stable hears a newborn cry. Birth journey is done. Life journey's first breath begins. God with us is born. As planets align, a new star proclaims this birth in David's city. Why such humble birth? Babe king laid in the cattle trough. In him all are saved. Saved for what? Saved for whom? For God. None shall be left out. Ancient plans begin. His mother dozes. Guest shepherds quietly wonder. Before them, good news. Tiny babe hands poise, giving first holy blessing. Infant eyes speak peace. O come, adore him. Make room for him in your heart. One more.